What you need to know first and foremost is, yo, what's going on? It's your boy Scott Kaplan. I am in today for Sedano and LZ. Although Sedano will be on the phone later on today, Ramona Shelbourne still coming up. If you missed Kevin Harlan earlier, he was great. You can go back and find that on our podcast on ESPNLosAngeles.com. Morongo, play it safe, good times. Hey, by the way, Morongo, great TV commercials. Just a little, little feedback there for you. Time for what you need to know, and then I'm coming to your phone calls. Laker fans, I'm asking you right now, do you care about last night's result, really? I mean, to me, and you guys tell me, wasn't the ring ceremony amazing? Like, I don't care what happened in the game. I went back and watched the ring ceremony today and didn't even watch the game again today. I'm getting to your calls coming up, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Greg Bergman, what you need to know? What do, you, what do we need to know, Greg? All right, so I got a couple here so you can get to the phone calls real quick here. This one is one of my favorite stories that I read today. Um, what's the best way to describe it? So Pope Francis is an 84-year-old man, and a couple of months back he got in trouble because his official uh, Pope account liked a, a Facebook or an um, Instagram model's account. And that they thought it was a pretty big deal. Well, he did it again, Scott. He did it again to a model named Margot Fox. Do you think that this is actually the Pope on on Instagram liking photos of lingerie models? Or, <laughs> or is there just somebody on his account doing it himself? All right, so first of all, I'm a Pope fan, okay? Take it from me, the Hebrew brother in the house. I'm a fan of this Pope. I don't know why a few years ago when he was coming into office... I was sitting there watching this thing. I was waiting for this pigeon or some smoke. I don't know why I got into it. I don't know why. It was interesting to me. I like this Pope. I like this guy. You know, he's very uh, real guy. You know, I see him. He's down on his hands and knees. He's cleaning the feet of people. You know, homeless folks. He's cleaning their feet. It's like, I'm not better than anybody. I like this Pope. He's a good Pope, you know? And so, um, is it him operating his Instagram account? I doubt it. But let's assume for a moment it is. So what if the Pope likes an Instagram lingerie models pictures. Are they real, real racy? And even if they are, you know what? Um, he may have made his vow, but he's still a dude, okay? And he likes what he sees. And by the way, that's uh, God's beauty right there on display. So I mean, no very problem. much very much so. I mean, she's in a one-piece bikini, and uh, you can't see her face, but you can see her entire body, and that's uh, about it. Hey, Laura, what is a one-piece bikini? Are you familiar with this? I'm so sorry. I'm not familiar. Yeah, me neither. The one-piece bikini? When, oh, I guess it wouldn't be a one-piece bathing suit. Apologize for my mis- uh-huh. I want to make sure I understand, dude. I want to make sure I know what I'm looking at. I mean, hey, I don't know. Maybe the Pope really likes the one-piece bikini. I don't know. I'm not I'm good at the whole speaking that, thing. <laughs> right. The, the speaking thing this. is a problem for me. It's really what it is. Right. <laughs> Let him live, man. Let him live. Yeah. Man, All right. Hey, good live. for him. Let good him for him. Live. He knows what he likes. Exactly. Uh, that's cool. Good for him. All right, the ne- <laughs> All right, this is the next one, and I think Laura needs to talk about this one as well, but I want to get your thought first, Scott. So there is a podcast called Oops, and they started to talk about something over the last couple days of Christmas presents and what is acceptable to give to your significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, they use the word girlfriend. I'm going to say significant Ooh. other. Mm-hmm. And the question was, why is cash a bad girlfriend gift? You mean the girlfriend giving it to the boyfriend or the boyfriend giving no, it to the girlfriend? No, no. The boyfriend giving it to the girlfriend or significant okay. other. Okay, because I just want to say one thing right now. Like if my girlfriend showed up on Christmas Eve, like tomorrow night when we all get together, if she handed me an envelope and inside of there was cash, 
I'd be like, honey, that's a great gift. Now, I'd be ecstatic. Not, now, not only is it a great gift, but the expectation, of course, would be where am I going to spend that cash? On her. <laughs> right. <laughs> but flip it now. Why is it a bad gift from you to your girlfriend? All right. Uh, Laura, why would it be bad for a guy to give a girl cash if they're dating, if they're boyfriend, girlfriend? Why would that be a bad thing? Okay. I don't personally think it's a bad thing, but I can see why. Because remember how we talked about you don't give a gift card mm -hmm. to the girlfriend or significant mm -hmm. other because there's no thought behind it? Mm -hmm. I think that's where it might be a bad thing because you're like, oh, here's X amount of money. Go do whatever you want. Right. You see, that's, that, the there's the problem. Behind it. Right. There's so, the problem. okay. So the problem is the amount. So, so No, no. Yes, yes the amount. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. No, it is. The, the problem is the amount. Here's what, here's what I mean, okay? Let's say you bought a gift for your significant other, and let's say you spent $200 on that gift, okay? Hmm? But let's say you gave that significant other $200 in cash. She doesn't want that cash. She wants you to have gone somewhere, thought about it, purchased it, packaged mm -hmm. it, wrapped it, delivered it, and handed it off. She wants the thought behind it, not the money behind it. So in other words, mm -hmm. you would have to triple, quadruple your cash to what your actual gift would be, in my opinion. So what is the acceptable amount of cash that needs to be to give it to no, your girlfriend? Think, is it $500? No. Is it 1000 no, I don't think is... it's the money, though. It really, at least... It's not I mean, the money. No, it's not. Like, look, we got we have females that listen to to us to the show. They should call and be like, it's not about. I don't think it's about the money. As a as a female, I personally don't think it's about the money. I've given gifts to people I've dated, and I haven't even received a gift. But I knew there were enough tough times, so it's not about that. It's I put thought into the gift that I'm giving you, mm -hmm. and if you spend ten dollars, I don't care. It's See? all about how much did. Do you know me see, to see? know that it's something that I love and that I care, that I wanted, that I appreciate? See, I it's get not this. about the money. L L Laura, let me explain something to you about me, okay? I get women. See? I, <laughs> I, I get women. Now, look, here's the key to all of this. I'm 50. I'm divorced. I got four kids and three daughters and a girlfriend now. A guy like me, at this stage of the game, I get women. Hmm. I can see that, Greg. I don't. I don't know, Greg. No, I'm not. I don't give cash. I don't give cash. This was the question on the podcast, but I just I think it is a valid question because there's never been one time in my life, from the minute I was born till right now at 37 years old, that if somebody gave me cash, I said, "Oh, okay, that's, let me." That's not can a good I say gift. something really quick? Now, let's say that the girl was hurting, and you know, her man was able to give her whatever cash, right? Even if it's not a lot. And she needed it to pay a bill. And it's like, look, babe, instead of me buying you X, Y, Z, a, a perfume or whatever, I'm going to give you this because I know you're in need. That's different. See, that's thoughtful. It's not yeah. It's not about just here it is, whatever. I don't have time but to But I want to say it. one thing, and I'm going to get to your phone calls. Here it comes. But I want to say one thing. Guys think different than ladies, and here's the deal. Guys would always rather have the cash. I'll give you an example. Sure. A friend of mine gave me a gift recently. And it was a very, very thoughtful gift. I mean, really thoughtful. Somebody who said, you know, Scott really loves cycling. And so as a cyclist, we're going to get him this gift. It was extremely thoughtful. And you know what I thought? This gift sucks. I wish they would have given me the cash. <laughs> <laughs> so return it and get the cash. Well, it's too late. That's, That's the worst part about the whole custom. thing. All right, ladies, I'm looking for a couple of ladies calls tonight. 877-710-ESPN. 
877-710-3776. I know you guys are out there. Jump in on this. Is cash a good or acceptable gift? All right, here we go. Let me go to the phones because I was talking some Lakers earlier. Let's jump right into it. Oh, and by the way, Ramona Shelburne, I'm sure we'll have an opinion about this. She'll join us here shortly. Here's Eric in Covina. I'm with Scott Kaplan tonight in for Sedano and LZ. What's going on, E? Eric and Covina, talk to me, man. What'd they do? What'd they do, Laura? Talk to me. Tell me. They Tell me will, what's going on. They will be on and they won't talk. And then, you know, Sedano usually will be like, okay, next. And then they'll be like, hey, hey, I'm here. I'm like, mm. dude, I get it. You're a mute, but get it together. Live radio hey, here. Hey, look, it is live radio. And by the way, it's live radio in 2020 where one person is in downtown LA and another person is at home and another person is at home. And then there's phone calls that have to be fed. So here we go. Uh, are we trying with Eric and Covina to get us started? Yeah, we got them. Okay. All right. E, what's up, man? Yeah, well, once I heard that, I said, okay, now we're on the air. Here yeah, we go. Well, Let's... hey, you know what? Being a longtime Laker fan, it's all about the ceremony. Too bad they got to play a game because of really, you can have a three-hour ceremony, and I'm happy because they deserve it. It was a great ceremony. And the way, you know what? If the Clippers all that, they should have won by 30 points because, you know, they're running off a high off the game. And plus, this was the Clippers championship game. <laughs> And they only beat them, what was it, uh, by what, 10 points or so? I mean, so whatever. You know, we all these championships, you know, we're going to win number 18 this year. But with the past 17 championships, you know, it's irrelevant because it's all about the rings. It's mm. all about the rings, baby. Yeah, those, and, rings, you know, those rings were you guys, insane, dude. You see those rings? I've been I, watching videos of these rings all damn. Like this ring well, is, is honestly, I'm going to take this ring and I'm going to buy a house with this ring. Well, I'm glad my wife didn't see it because she'd probably be wanting that for her birthday. Hey, why don't you give me something like that? I'll... Dude, let me tell you what uh, I want. I'm a, I'm a you know what I want? I want a replica ring. You want I want cash. one that's fake. I want one, I want a fake one. Oh, you're going to give her cash? No, you want cash. You just said you'd rather take the cash than a gift. <laughs> no, in this one, I'd rather have the ring, dog. But <laughs> uh, well, you, you know what? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean you know, I tell you, here's a great story because you guys were talking about gifts. My father-in-law gave my mother-in-law a, a Christmas gift, one of her first Christmas gifts. And this was back when they had been married for 63 years, was that he gave her a pot. And when she asked, what was this for? He said, so you can cook my beans. Mm-hmm. How'd that go over? Well, there's a, we always, she uses it, but there's a dent on the corner of that pot because she threw it at him. <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say it. That, that, that didn't sound like that was going to go over too well. Eric, great call. Thanks for checking All in. I right, appreciate guys. you, pal. Take it easy. Merry Christmas, buddy. Right. Here is Joseph checking in. This is Joseph in Huntington Park on 710 ESPN. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? It's going great. Yourself? All right, pretty good, man. So, Look, man, my opinion on last night's win, I've been watching the NBA religiously for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, most teams that play on ring night, ceremony night, they lose that opening game. Am I not right? You're actually not right. And the only reason I know that you're not right, because normally here's what I'd say. I'd be like, you know what, dude, you're right. Exactly. You're exactly right. <laughs> the, but but the, reason, the reason I know that you're actually dead wrong is because we, we researched this earlier in the day. I thought to uh -huh. myself the exact same thing. I thought... 
look, nobody cares about this game. Everybody's about the ring. There's so much emotion tonight. Nobody's concentration is on this game. Forget it. And believe me, it's all about LeBron. If LeBron, like, cared, I got to crush these guys game one, they would have gone out there and given it everything they got. They didn't. They all know they got to watch their minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, fine. But there is no way... That, that that ring ceremony was going to lead directly into let's play our best when we've got all these new people and all these new positions and we've got to come up with team chemistry. But here's the here it is. You ready? Um, right. Greg, give, give the statistics, if you don't mind, yep. of teams who win a title and then what their record is game one of the next season. So after last night's loss, the defending champions are 58 and 16 in regular season openers. The Lakers are now 11 and 6 and the last time a defending champion lost the opening game was to Golden State to Houston in 2016. And what I asked, just so you know, Joseph, what I asked was, well maybe LeBron just never cares after he wins a championship for game 1. And so then Greg, there's more statistics that actually tell you that LeBron has been very successful, right? On on opening nights after championships. This was his first loss on opening night after a championship. He is now 3 and 1. See that, Joseph? You couldn't be more wrong, my friend. But all right. But all right. Hey, listen. Now I hope you were listening out there, Joseph. You're like, "Wow." I actually got something out of this show today. I know. It's crazy. Here's Ronald in Glendale. I'm with Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, in for Sedano and LZ. Yo, Ronald, what's going on? What's going on? How you doing, guys? Doing great, man. What's going on with you? What are you up to? I'm doing some Christmas shopping. Listen to the radio while I get to the stores. Really? Really? So you're, in, you're like last-minute Christmas shopper? I understand that. I feel you. And, and are you finding stores open? you finding stuff out there? I'm at the first shop. Mm. All right, well, you'll have to let us know what's going on out there. All right, so what's happening? What do you think about last night's result? You you care about the Lakers losing last night? First game last year, I was at the first game last year. I thought they would care and fight, but they lost last year too with the Clippers' first game opener. Same thing this year. I feel like regular season doesn't really matter, you know. And I think Clippers got our number too. Well, I think the Clippers won it last night. To them, it's important. There's this ongoing daily battle that you're just the Clippers and we're the big bad Lakers. And it doesn't matter how much you win, we're still the brand of L.A. And while everybody said a year ago you were so much better, in the final analysis you choked like you normally would, and we went on to win another championship. So the fan base last year might have felt like, "Uh uh-oh, and this year everybody's like, who cares? Come on, it's one game. Got that ring. So... I don't really think it was a big deal at all last night. I actually found the ring ceremony to be incredible. To have first responders give rings to the assistant coaches was a beautiful gesture, okay? Especially the way L.A. has been hit with COVID and, and the, the shutdowns and, um, and the, the, the ICU beds that have been occupied. I mean, Southern California and L.A. in particular has been hit very, very hard. So to have these first responders be a part of the ceremony for the Lakers as an organization to reach out into the community, say, be part of it. I thought it was great. The families giving the congratulations as the guys went up to grab their rings was beautiful. As Kevin Harlan said earlier, it was so personal. It was so nice, you know, to see the wives, to see the children, to see the moms, dads, uncles, students. I thought it was really, really great. So the game itself and the result. Not a big deal for me. 
but the ring ceremony was beautiful, and I want to get Ramona Shelbourne's opinion about it coming up. Also, what will Ramona tell us? Can you give cash to your significant other as a gift? What will Ramona say to that? What What are you saying, Laura? Wait, who is this? Oh, Karen. Karen. You said Karen. Cash Excuse me. I'm fine. sorry, Karen. I didn't hear that. To myself. Cash Hi, Karen. Is fine. Laura and I were talking about it. She asked me, "What do you think?" I wouldn't care. Cash? Okay. Thank you. I'll buy what I want. Thank okay, you. But I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, would you have a number in mind that you thought, okay, you were going to spend this, but you've given it to me in cash instead? Is it enough? That's that's oh, that's see. a guy's fear. Yeah, see, I'm not materialistic. So I know some girls would go, you just gave me $50. No, see, I'm not like that. That's the, for me. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's the thought that counts. Really? Mm -hmm. It's I know, serious. I mean it too. No, but one year, my dad got my mom uh, a broom and a dustpan swear. He did. Oh my gosh. I, don't do that, guys. Don't give a broom and a dustpan. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, that's it. what that's the guy Eric said. Wasn't it Eric? Or, or was it Joseph that said that his dad gave his mom <laughs> a pot and she he said, What's this for? To cook my beans. And that then he told funny. us about the dent that was in the pot. <laughs> yeah. I heard that. I just remember my dad did that. We all just looked at him like, oh. So he made up for the, made up for it the next day, got her a gift. But as far as cash goes, if I I mean I can't give you an amount because that just sounds, that makes you sound real greedy. So whatever someone gives you, I'm happy with it. Does that sound That sounds legit? lovely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, my goodness. Holiday music that just kind of slows things down a little bit. Ooh. Ramona Shelbourne, you like this? Hmm. I would try to sing, but that wouldn't be a good, that would be an insult to this song. You don't even understand, Ramona. I screwed up the whole thing yesterday. You know, I was part of this uh, Mason in Ireland yeah. holiday sing-off thing. And okay. I, I tried to come up with something sort of jazzy and, and sort of uh, rat-packy, sort of. And uh, it just didn't go over at all. <laughs> it just was a complete dud. I was like a comedian on the stage, and I was just bombing horribly, and nobody thought it was good or funny. Uh, Mason took his singing way too seriously and thinks he's way better than he is. Ireland violated the rules by writing his own lyrics, which was just a big kiss up to the Laker team that just won their championship. You know, so we, we couldn't do anything but say how creative it was and how awesome it was. And then LZ went soul brother on us and it was amazing. So I screwed up my whole singing opportunity yesterday. You want right. to sing? We'll have you sing. It'd be great. Um, I always want to sing. But the problem is like what, what it sounds like in my head mm -hmm. versus what it actually sounds like. Yeah. Not the same. Yeah. Not so good. Like the only person who thinks I sing good is my two-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been doing, we've been singing Hanukkah every night for the past like three weeks. And I know Hanukkah is over, but for him, I mean, I figure it doesn't matter. Like he, every night he says more Hanukkah. 
And I was like, you want to do Hanukkah again? He's like, yeah, more Hanukkah. <laughs> and then we get the menorah out again. And we tried to pass it off the other night without getting the menorah out. And he was like, no, no, no. And he was like, no. no. And he it went over to the like menorah and pulled, put, pointed at it and said, like, you got to do the candles too. Like he needs that. He wants the full Hanukkah experience. So I figure we're just going to be singing Oh Hanukkah, Oh Hanukkah for another three weeks at least until well, he gets over it. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? It's kind of like when people don't take down their Christmas lights or take down yeah. their Christmas trees. Like yeah, it's just totally. Hanukkah every day. I understand. I That's got right. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've left my Christmas lights up for a few months. It was like March and then. I was like, we really should take those down, but I kind of like it. I've gotten used to it. And then I was like, should I just like leave them up so we don't have to put them get next year? I mean, <laughs> I mean, when does that threshold, right? I think it's like, I think it's like summer. I think it's like, if you're in summer, you might as well just leave them up. Right. But if, if it's you, still spring, yep. take them down. Yeah, I'm with you. So Ramona yeah. Shelburne is here, and I've got a lot of things I'd like to talk to you about. And we'll get to what what I know you've been tweeting about a lot today, mm -hmm. which is James Harden and an NBA investigation into COVID violations and then the cancellation tonight uh, between Oklahoma City and Houston. So I definitely would like to get to that story coming up in just a matter of moments. But Ramona, give me some instant feedback on what you saw last night, be it ring ceremony or actual game and result, like just opening thought on on the Lakers versus the Clippers last night. Um, I felt like the Clippers had a lot more to prove than the Lakers did. And they wanted that. They, you saw Paul George, like, you know, whatever you want to say about whatever, whatever Paul George said earlier, you know, when he kind of blamed Doc Rivers and, you know, made a lot of excuses. I mean, the guy showed up last night and it's going to take a lot more than one game. But like, you know, I thought, I thought that's the best way to answer your critics. It's the best way to, you know, to fulfill what you need to do. The Clippers were a little further along than I thought the Lakers, um, were and uh, I'm a little concerned about LeBron spraining his ankle. I don't know. I never think that's a good way to start off a year. Um, but I, I just feel like that Laker team is going to take a minute. You know, like they just shortest off season. I think they're really trying to ramp up their guys slowly. Um, so I don't. I don't want to overreact to anything I see from the Lakers for the next month. Totally agree. I think you've got to play 15 to 20 games. That's right. To get yeah. yourself into not just game shape, but also into rotational shape, mm -hmm. uh, into chemistry shape. I mean, you know, we all look at this team as LeBron and AD, and I really do. It's it's LeBron, AD, and for me, it's everybody else who's a role player. But you still have to know how to work together. You got to know where to be in defensive sets. You've got to know where to be when you're when you're putting your offense together. I mean, just I know they're all basketball players, and they can go out and they can run up and down a floor. There's chemistry, there's teamwork, there's film study, there's a lot to it, I think. Yeah, and I and I think like this group, like, you know, look, they, they got a pretty nice debut, I thought, from Dennis Schroeder. Um, I thought it was interesting they started him because that was something that was important to him and it's going to be something for them to manage, you know, to make sure he gets enough minutes. I mean, I think the biggest adjustment honestly looks like Montrezl Harrell of he has to figure out how to play alongside AD and LeBron. I think Harold and Schroeder are going to be great together. Like they have the, like if you, if you close your eyes, you can see Schroeder doing a rough approximation of that pick and roll that Harold and Schroeder used to, that Harold and, and Lou Williams used to run right with the Clippers. So that, but I don't think Montrez knows how to play as well alongside of Anthony Davis yet. I think that's, that's an evolving situation. Um, 
And I think like LeBron makes everyone better. LeBron's great, but like it's just going to take a minute for for him to figure find his role. Um, but I but honestly, like I thought it was a pretty good debut. Other than LeBron spraining his ankle, I thought that was pretty good for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I remember two years ago when LeBron got hurt early, and I can recall being at a Rams game. And it was like it was probably a Monday night football game or a Sunday night football game. And LeBron and the entire Laker team was there. And I was walking behind him on the field as he was going from the tunnel at the Coliseum all the way to like the hospitality on the other end of the field. And I walked behind him as I was trying to analyze his gait. How's he yep. walking? How's he looking? Does he look like he's got a hurt ankle? Can he come back? Can he jump? Could he run? And yeah, and yeah you, you just don't want to see anybody this early in the season deal with any kind of things that could become mm-hmm. nagging. So again, I'll just say this, Ramona, and I want your your kind of takeaway. Do you do you put any stock into game one? I personally do not. Um well, if you're talking Lakers and Clippers, no. If you're talking the first game where we saw Brooklyn and the Warriors last night, yes. Um, I thought the Warriors looked really bad. Like that first game was, I don't know who, is it Brooklyn that looks good or the Warriors that look bad? Didn't know. Wasn't sure. I mean, honestly, when I saw that last night, I was like, oh, yeah, the Warriors aren't going back to the playoffs. Nope. (laughs) Like that looks so bad. Yeah. And Brooklyn looks really, really good. Like Kevin Durant and Kyrie didn't even play that much. They were up by 30. I know. I felt like the same thing, though. I felt like like the Clippers really wanted this, and I yep. felt like Brooklyn really wanted to come out and make a statement right, right away. And KD did. And, mm-hmm. You know, I think for Steve Nash, that was a great way to get started in his coaching career. So I, I thought, you know, also that, like, they really loaded up and wanted it. Kind of the way I felt like the Lakers – in the first game in the bubble against the Clippers. Like, really, that was a big, important yeah, game. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Ramona, stick around. Hold on one second. I have a few more things I'd like to talk about. Your coverage of James Harden and what's going on with him down in Houston. And, I mean, you and, have had some restraint. Like, we did a whole segment, and you haven't asked me about the strip club story. Oh, like, wait. Oh, no, no. Man. Here it comes. Here it comes. I, let, let's do it. James Harden, <laughs> the strip club, covid NBA game shutdowns, and what does Ramona think about cash as a gift? We're all going to find out together. It's Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ. Ramona's with us. This is 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yeah, Ooh, Scott Kaplan song. in for Sedano and LZ. Ramona Shelburne is here, senior writer for ESPN.com, but everybody knows Ramona Shelburne. Everybody knows Momo. Ramona, um, I want to ask you first, before I get to Harden, we were having a conversation earlier. Is cash an acceptable or good gift to give to your significant other? What do you say? Oh, significant other. Mm-hmm. Well, your husband. Interesting. I would say no. No. Mm. I mean, I think gift cards are okay. Like, there's there's been a few years where I will get my husband, like, gift cards to, like, five different places. Like, I'll get him, like... 10 bucks to Carl's Jr. and 10 bucks to McDonald's and 10 bucks, you know, like that's kind of a fun thing. 
but it's kind of i mean it, like are we talking boyfriend or husband because like well, well first of all that's a little different too what are you trying to do to this oh, guy he loves to... fast food i mean oh, really? when i met him all he ate was like hot pockets and fast food Oy. i mean it's like the, my one of my greatest personal achievements is to like he hasn't had a hot pocket in years i was like <laughs> I failed you as a as a wife if you're eating <laughs> hot pockets all the time. Like I like hot pockets too, but I'm not like 18. Yeah, you know, I've actually graduated to cauliflower, uh, you know, <laughs> crusted pizzas now. You know. So. Oh gosh, no, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, if we're gonna do the frozen, if you're gonna do junk food, you should do junk food. I understand. Okay, should right, so, really enjoy that. So I don't. Cash I don't no restrict good. that. Okay, cash. I no think good. cash is okay for like. Um, I think it, I think cash is okay for friends, mm-hmm. uh, but then that changes the nature of relationships sometimes. Like that can be weird too. Like, hey, here's a hundred. Like, then it's like, is there, are they insulted? I mean, That's but I think I for significant others, I think you've got to go gift card instead of cash. I think you're right. All right, let me move on here. Ramona Shelburne is yeah. here. You've been tweeting all day long about James Harden. I'm. I want to hear the story as you know it from the beginning, if you could. So please, James Harden out breaking nba protocols COVID protocols can you take us from the very beginning ramona yeah well here's here's what i think is interesting is they have to decide um what you know from the very beginning there's two separate things that are happening okay um the rockets have a couple of guys who have tested positive so i think it's three players um and They've also, those three players um, were in contact with other players. So it's a total of six players, three who have tested positive and three who are in contact with them that are, that need to be isolated. That's all part of the protocols. They, 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 you know, this was set in motion. Then there's the James Harden situation where he's quote unquote unavailable because the league investigated the video of him that went around on Monday of him would be at what appeared to be a strip club. Now, Mm -hmm. My reporting on this is that Harden has told the league that he was at a, f- a friend of his um, got promoted. I think she got to be promoted to be a manager or something, and she threw a party. Now, the first part of the party was at an indoor venue, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the strip club, and that's where he was. Now, he entered through a separate entrance, and this is all part of the what are you supposed to do in the protocol. He entered through the VIP entrance. He sat with you know, a group that was supposedly apart from, you know, where everyone else was sitting. But look, there's photos of him without a mask on. It's not great. It's not great optics, you know, like, you know, well, who's, now. But who, who's telling this story? Like, oh, okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I had a friend who got yeah. uh, promoted from assistant manager to manager. Uh-huh. So she was having a really big party. And, um, and here's what I did. I went to this party and I went in through the VIP entrance so that nobody could be near me. Mm-hmm. And I sat with my security detail at a separate table no, you didn't. Why? I mean, this is a, a a great story to tell, but nobody's believing it, are we? I mean, look, there, there's video, so it's it's it, like this is his version of it. But I also think that you know the the league's going to look at closed circuit video. They're going to look at all the they've interviewed. I've heard, I've heard that they have interviewed witnesses, other people who were there that night. You know, who knows what whatever that means? Okay, like it's just going to come back to whatever they. Um, whatever it turns out they uh you know they they find whatever whatever people tell them right i mean i think that's you know my my sense of how that's going to go is is whatever whatever the witnesses say whatever james says they'll do that and then they'll cross check it with other photos that they've been sent and other videos now in james's what james has told the investigators is he was only at that 
dinner part for like 30 minutes. He dropped, he gave the present, took a, took a couple photos and left. And the, the girl, the friend in question posted the video um, all together where it was like kind of edited all together. And it appears as if he was with them for the whole night when they were also at the strip club. Now, all, all the NBA has to do is authenticate this. You know, they have to just, this is his version of the story. And then the NBA has to see if there's, there's evidence that either, you know, backs him up or doesn't. Then they also have to make a decision about how high risk is that. And Scott, this is where it gets interesting. Okay. Um, Yeah. You and me, I mean, there's, you could not pay me to go to an indoor venue right now Mm -hmm. and hang out with a lot of other people. No way. I, I go to my physical therapy and I wear two masks and a face shield and I'm like full PPE and I come (laughs) home and I change my clothes and I like wash my hands seven times and I'm, you know, I don't even really like doing that, but I have a bad back and I got to work on it. Right. So, you know, doing that and, and, and maybe even that, that's like my risk tolerance. Um, James Harden has already had COVID. Okay. He was late to the bubble. He tested positive for it. Doesn't mean you can't get it again, but in, but I think it, it is a little less risky if you've already had it because you have antibodies, at least you've recovered from it. Um, and if he truly was in a separate part of the restaurant where, you know, his was only unmasked for the photo op or whatever he, he says, um, maybe it's not as risky as as it appeared in that video. Maybe that doesn't video his, was edited. Doesn't his reputation, though, in some way precede him? Meaning, yeah, of course. Like, right. Like, yeah. like everybody's heard yeah. about what kind of a selfish player he is with kind of a mm-hmm. forget about just scoring on the court, but what kind of a selfish teammate he is. So if you think that that is true, then you could see him. And by the way, the state of Texas, as an example, things seem to be wide open down there. I don't know exactly where he was. What do you know? Was he in the Houston area? Uh, yeah, I think it was a Houston area. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the life is different there than it is here. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Again, reputation. My 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 gut tells me that um, James is telling quite a story because James wanted to do whatever James decided he wanted to do, and he doesn't really care about everybody else. If he cared about everybody else, he'd be on time for things. He he'd make sure that he's there for film study so that they don't have to watch it twice, or that he'd be there for the team flight so that they can get on to the next city. But I mean, to me, his reputation precedes him in a lot of this. Well, I think what the problem is, um, you know. Uh, I think what the problem is with this whole story is that James is, it's all conflated together. Okay. So you're, this story with Harden is also a story about, it's happening on the same day that the six other players can't play. Mm-hmm. So this means the Rockets game is postponed. The, the Harden story actually is not related. It shouldn't be related, right? Mm-hmm. It just happened to have, it just happened to occur on the same day. And now the game is postponed. Um, but, it also is on the heels of him going to little baby's birthday party with the Prada bag and the cash and the going to Vegas. And the, I mean, you know, at some point, optics matter. <laughs> okay. I personally, I have had friends who've had COVID. Like I have a friend, right? One of my best friends has COVID right now. Like he got it through what I termed, I thought it was a pretty risky interaction. And I was mad at him for, doing that and i was like what are you doing how could you how could you mess up and he says you know it's been nine months of lockdown you make mistakes and i go okay well there's a difference between making a mistake and openly flaunting things right and 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 whether or not james has had COVID again in some ways 
has had COVID before, in some ways that's immaterial. It One, you could get it again. And two, it's the optics of it. The optics don't just matter for your situation with how you're going to get traded uh, or how you want to be traded. The optics matter for because we're in the middle of a pandemic at the worst moment of it when the virus is raging uncontrollably and people are seeing you model model you know, out there and, and they think it's okay. If you're doing it, you're a role, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you're, you are a role model. Well, like, and you're also a representative of the league. Yeah. And, you know, Adam Silver talked before the tip that, that, you know, they, the league was prepared to, um, to handle situations like this. They expected mm-hmm. it. I, I suspect that they did not expect it to be this early in the season. And so what the league has now is they've got a, a, an angry superstar trying to force his way out of a high-profile situation. Mm-hmm. And not that he's, in, he's personally responsible for the, the cancellation of, or postponement of tonight's game, but he's a part of the story. And by the way, he's the star in the story. And he's mm-hmm. a sensational guy who's apparently in a nightclub. And he's got some, you know, what I think is a, is a bogus story. But, you know, it's just it, the, the league doesn't want this. And, they, and, and, you know, they're finding themselves having to deal with this here on night two. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it goes back to the Lou Williams thing over the summer. I mean, why did they come down so hard on Lou Williams? He took a test every day he was away from the bubble. He, um, you know, was negative every time. You know why they came down on him? Because he wasn't where he said he, when he left the bubble, it was to attend a funeral. And stopping by the strip club on the way home from the funeral or while you're in town is just not part of, you know, it's not part of the deal. Know, and if but- they let him do that without an extra quarantine, then every the, e- that that's like a green light for everybody else. I mean, it just yeah. and I think the Rockets are in a situation where Scott and I think this is the biggest question is, is this out, you know, is this the, the three players there? Is this an outbreak or is this just three players? Is this going to are, it's tomorrow or more of them going to test positive? Are there going to be more postponements of Rockets games? Because they have a game today. I think they have one the 26th, the 28th. I mean, you know, this could start mounting, right? This could. We've seen this in baseball. We've seen it in football. Like, it's it's rarely just one game. Well, I know. And it's, it's why the NBA only put out the first half of That's the right. schedule. Ramona, listen, um, I'm going to say good evening to you. And I'm going to say um, I know that you've got some Hanukkah. By the way, we should all More be Hanukkah. Yeah, we, we should be celebrating <laughs> Chanuka with, with, with Kawhi Leonard. Did you happen to see last thing? I know you got a hustle and, and yeah, we gotta no, get the traffic. Okay. Did yeah. you see Kawhi last night as he's holding his knees and they took a picture of him and you see the top of his head and his cornrows? Did you see how much it looked like a menorah? No, I gotta oh, go back and look. Oh my god. You I've gotta tweet this to you. I've gotta tweet you this. You picture. gotta send it to me, yeah. You gotta see it. Oh that's my god. awesome. It is amazing. My brother Kawhi. I love it. Love it. I mean, look, listen, when your two-year-old says more Hanukkah, I mean, I think at some point you just have to say, like, there's no rules, no. you know? Eight days, 16 Eight days, days. 16 right. days. Hey, I might still be doing this in February. More <laughs> Hanukkah. <laughs> Ramona, it is great to talk to you. Happy holidays to you and your family. Thanks, Rick. Stay healthy out there. You we'll too. look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, I don't go anywhere without at least two masks. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, Ramona. Appreciate you. you. Great reporting today on this James yeah. Harden story. All right, coming up, I would like to talk about some Rams football. Rams and Seahawks. I'm going to get there. Plus, Kurt Warner on the NFL Network with some real criticism for Jared Goff. I'm going to get to that as well. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I don't even want to say anything. I want to just get to it. Come on, turn it up. Yeah, Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ. We're all about to jam together. I mean, it's 5.48 in the afternoon. You're driving around. Traffic, for some reason, is ridiculous. Probably because everybody's out trying to get their Christmas shopping done the last second. Hold on. Here we go. See, here we go. Now we're talking here. Yeah, Scott Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ. Although George Sedano is going to join us a little bit later on. Hey, I put a poll out and I posted it all over Twitter. Hopefully you're following me at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. Should Laker fans care about the opening night loss to the Clippers? Right now, 58% of you are saying no, they got their rings and they're playing their way into shape. While 41% of you are saying yes, the Clippers are for real and this is how they will look when they go head to head. I posted it on my Twitter page. It's at Scott Kaplan. Click on the link, get involved in this conversation and give me the data that I need so I can explain to everybody this is how you're voting, okay? All right, along with producer Greg Bergman, and Laura Romo running this operation. Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ. Now, guys, we've talked a lot of basketball today. We've talked about ring ceremony. We've talked about the actual game. We've talked about what happened in the earlier game between Brooklyn and Golden State. We've talked about the James Harden COVID outbreak with Houston, which canceled their game tonight against Oklahoma City. We've talked a lot of basketball so far tonight. Greg, I want to start talking my way into some football here, man. I'm going to start talking about some Rams and Seahawks because it was pretty interesting. You know, Kurt Warner is one of the all-time great Rams. He's also a really, really great NFL analyst, both on NFL Network and coverage of Monday Night Football on Westwood One. That's where I work with Kurt a lot. That's, I guess, a sort of a humble brag and sort of a name drop all in the same thing. And I didn't mean to sound so, you know, like so, ugh, but I did. Kurt Warner on Jared Goff. Laura, can you play for everybody what Kurt Warner said on the NFL Network about Jared Goff? Let's hear this. Yeah, I am, Andrew. I'm just concerned about this offense because they're really good when they do what they want to do. And again, that's you know not a newsflash there. Most teams are good when they do what they do best. When the Rams run the football and play action, they're really good. Jared Goff is really good in that uh, type of scenario. When they fall behind and they have to drop back throw, when they have to spread it out and he's got to drop back and read the defense and pick a team apart, that is where this team and that is where Jared Goff struggles. And so that's why we see this tremendous inconsistency with this team is that sometimes they come out and they look like world beaters because they're able to play within their scheme and Jared Goff fits that scheme extremely well. But when teams can take that away, now you get really concerned because you say to yourself, well, if you can do that, any team can beat the Rams as well. And so I am concerned because you have to get more consistency away from your strength, Andrew. I'm a believer that once you get to the playoffs, the good teams are better at taking away what you do best, and you've got to find ways to win other ways. Can the Rams do that is my big question. Yeah, it is a big question. Kurt Warner talking to Andrew Siciliano. And, um, you know, I – 
listen, I've been saying this for a lot of weeks now, that the Rams' offense should be predicated on running the football. And we talk about Jared Goff and, and all the criticism that goes his way. I still, on many, many levels, look at the coaching staff and look at the play calling and say, guys, you got to be dedicated and committed to the run. You can't just want to throw the ball every time. Down and distance and situational football is urgent. And even if you go back to this last week's game against the Jets, third and four and fourth and four got picked apart. But there were lots of other moments in that game when the running game was working and penalties were negating big plays in the running game. And rather than sticking with the run, what did this coaching staff do? Went right to the pass. And then, of course, when you when you call the play, it's incumbent upon the player to actually execute, and that's where Goff struggled last week, to be sure. All right, I want to talk more Rams coming up and what a huge game it is against Seattle. But on the way, our man George Sedano will be stopping by. But coming up next, what you need to know. I'm curious what we need to know at this time of the evening. Are we, do we have traffic coming up here, Greg? Not this one. We'll do it at 610. All right. Don't everybody mind me. I got 5,000 things going on at the same time. Okay. What you need to know is next. Kaplan in for Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.